founder of Lean Data after frustrations at Caring.com, trying to figure out how to use Salesforce data in an efficient way. He would have been an entrepreneur uh, before going into the VC and fintech world or financial world. Uh, again, having a lot of success, they launched back in 2012, $18 million raised, team of 50 people serving 250 enterprise customers, paying an average ACV of about 30 grand, so about 7.5 million in ARR, less than 1%, sorry, less than 10, or around 10% logo churn annually, expanding uh, revenue in terms of, uh, again, ARPU expansion per customer five to ten uh, percent per uh, per year all based in sunnyvale california this is the top where i interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base you'll learn how much revenue they're making what their marketing funnel looks like and how many customers they have I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. This is episode 794. Coming up tomorrow morning, Alex Austin joins us. He's raised $117 million and Google has tried to kill him multiple times, but he is winning the app deep linking wars with his company branch.io. Hello everyone, my guest today is Evan Liang. He's the CEO and co-founder of Lean Data, which he founded after managing a data cleanup project at his first company and felt the pain of cleaning Salesforce data by hand. Prior to Lean Data, he was the GM and VP of products at caring.com, where he grew small acquisition into the company's main business, generating over 50% of the company's revenue over two years. Before caring.com, Evan worked at Shasta Ventures, a leading venture capital firm focused on end-user-driven businesses. Before that, he worked in product management at eBay with a focus on buyer experience, and before that, in business development at Microsoft, where he helped launch the Xbox 360 for all you gamers out there. Evan started his career at, e uh, at Battery Ventures, where he specialized in software and e-commerce investments. He holds a MBA from Kellogg and a BS in industrial engineering from Stanford University. Evan, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, I am. All right, quite a background there. So start from where we are today. We'll go backwards. What's Lean Data doing? How do you make money? Sure thing. So Lean Data, we're in the space of helping marketing and sales ops scale their lead management processes. And so we really focus on two business processes, lead routing and marketing attribution. And we work with some of the fastest growing leading enterprises out there. Okay. And so give us an example of a customer. Uh, Cloudera. Okay, great. And, and so tell us specifically how they use you. So for Cloudera, basically uh, all the leads come in from, uh, from, uh, into Cloudera system, and Lean Data is the engine that figures out which sales rep should be following up with them. Uh, is it which, so it's assigning the sales rep to the lead versus figuring out which lead is the hottest. 
Correct. So we uh, we work very well with lead scoring predictive vendors, but we're all about, uh, and I know the top, one of the topics you want to talk about is account-based. And so one of the things that we were the early pioneers in solving, if the lead comes in, it belongs to a customer account, we'll get it to the account manager or the CS rep. Got it. it. Comes in, it belongs to uh, an account that an opportunity an AE is working on, we'll get it to the AE. Got so it. that's for Cloudera, we figure out who's the right person to give it the best, uh, uh, the customer, the buyer, the best experience possible. So this might be, you know, maybe one sales team that is structured around location, right? There's a different sales rep for a location. You help get the, the right lead and the right person representative of that geography, or maybe they segment it some other way. You help them, though, bring efficiency to that process. Correct. Got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. And how do you make money? Is it a SaaS play? It's a, it's, a, it's a SaaS subscription model. So, and, and what's the give us a sense of like average customer size? What are they paying per month on average? Yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's typically SaaS. I mean, on average, it's probably twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year. But okay. uh, we have large enterprises that are six figures, and we have some uh, SMBs that are a little bit smaller than that. Okay, and are, what's the pricing like when they are different prices? What is it varying on? Is it number of seats? Is it number of product features turned on or off? What's the difference? Uh, it, it, the primary one is uh, kind of usage around kind of number of seats, people who are getting leads through lean data. Okay. Got it. Okay. Got it. And are though, I mean, do you, uh, do you change though? I mean, do you have one specific product you do and, and, and that's kind of what's included in the $30,000 ACV on average, or can they, can they, you know, how are you driving expansion ARPU over time? Do you have additional products that you give to your bigger accounts? Yes, definitely. So I would say certainly there's, there's a usage. And like I said, that's for just routing. We certainly have a net marketing attribution product. That's a complete, uh, upsell, uh, that's almost sold to the marketing department. Okay. And take us, so take us back to the beginning. Now, we understand the business what year did you launch the company in 2012 2012 and give me a sense of kind of where your brain was at before that you have quite a track record why why go into kind of doing your own thing yeah, I mean, I think it was something that I was always passionate about. I've always been around startups my entire career, uh, and I was kind of waiting for the right idea to kind of come along that I really want to start. And for this one, uh, it kind of hit me in the face because I had these problems. So I had um, I had Salesforce, I had a sales team reporting into me. We brought uh, in Marketo. We were merging the two systems together, and uh, to use a term, uh, the data was kind of a SS. Kind mm -hmm. of well, so. <laughs> that's good. SS, a new acronym. And what what was the so what was this was at caring.com like what was the company you were at where you were having troubles in salesforce it was at caring.com basically yeah. uh, think of them as uh, i had built a division kind of a yelp for senior care if you will okay and so we had an inside sales team that were selling both to smbs and large corporate enterprises um and we were bringing marketing automation to help automate that process this was i mean this was like seven years ago so marketing mm -hmm. automation was just kind of getting going at that stage and uh when you have bad data inside salesforce it's one problem when you're trying to automate you know with bad data you're gonna have you're gonna really create a ton of problems and that's what we saw and we had to solve it yeah that automation will accentuate bad things if the source files aren't, aren't correct absolutely so okay so 2012 was launch date uh do you remember what first year revenue was uh, first year revenue, first year it was probably zero, right? We were just building the product. Okay, so that's an interesting question. How long did it take you to kind of, from 2012, when did you actually launch and get your first dollar of revenue? Yeah, so it was probably, it took about, about six months, uh, probably a, a year to kind of build the product. Uh, just because there was a lot of stuff on the algorithmic side that we had to get to. Uh -huh. uh, first year's revenue, uh, man, that was a, whole, uh, a few hundred thousand dollars. I was going to say, right? it's usually embarrassing, but a few hundred thousand bucks isn't that bad. Yeah. So, so how much... 
The guy it was most services, though, to be fair. We were just signing up people, and we're like, we're going to almost be your Salesforce admin and figure out how to clean this stuff. Like, well, look, that's not a bad strategy, right? A lot of big SaaS companies come out of agencies. They kind of serve as a professional service thing. They do custom jobs, and then when they see a common problem among many, many clients, that's what they build the SaaS product around. Is that what you did? That's exactly right. Yep. Interesting. Okay, so 2013, couple hundred thousand. How much money did you put into the project yourself kind of before it hit profitability? Or did you raise capital? Did you, did you fund it some other way? Yeah, I, I mean, I was fortunate uh, in a sense because I, uh, as you read in my background, I've been in VC prior. So uh, we went on day one, two guys in a PowerPoint, we were able to raise a seed round for about $1.3 million. Okay. So we were funded uh, before uh, before we ever wrote a line of code. And so. what, so what uh, have you raised any additional capital? What's your total funded today? Or total funded today is around $18 million. 18 million bucks. Okay, so you've done, I assume, a priced round at this point. Uh, yes. Uh, actually, we made our uh, series seed, uh, our original seed round was a priced round as well. Oh, got it. It wasn't a convertible note or safe, anything like that. Yeah. Well, why'd uh, you choose to do that? Oh, I mean, I think at the end of the day, uh, having been a VC, I felt like uh, I was working with partners I trusted, mm -hmm. and I felt that it was a fair valuation. So uh, you know, if you're going to know you're going to convert it anyway, you might as well do it, do a fair price round. How do you, I mean, look, the reason people don't do that is because the question is, well, crap, we don't know how to value something that doesn't exist yet. So how did you solve that problem? You just kind of put your finger in the air and both sides agreed and said, okay? Pretty much. Because, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I was working with guys I know in a long time. I've seen a lot of C deals. I've seen a lot of Series A. Two guys in PowerPoint, you uh, looked look at that valuation, it's fair. That's pretty cool. Okay, good. All right, now fast forward us to today. Um, what's team size? Team size is around 50 people. 50 people, five zero? Yes. And where are you guys based? Sunnyvale downtown. And help us understand some of the, uh, kind of the, the breakdown there. What percentage of those folks are engineers versus sales folks? Engineers, I'd say about like uh, 15 of those guys are engineers. Sales folks is around 15. Uh, this is where then it's going to start getting marketing. Marketing is like five. CS is like eight or nine. And then, you know, you got the rest of the What's CS? Customer success. Customer success. Got it. Okay, good. And then, uh, so team of about 50 folks, Sunnyvale, California. Again, you're, you're five years in at this point, $18 million raised. How many customers are you serving now? Be about 250 enterprise customers today. Okay, got it. And do you have, uh, you, you specifically put the word enterprise in there. Do you have like a free SMB tier where they can then graduate into your enterprise paid plans or, or are you only focused really on enterprise? Uh, we're really only focused on uh, enterprise customers. Yeah. Okay. And if I take that $30,000 kind of ACV average you gave me earlier, divide that by 12, it's about 2,500 bucks a month ARPU times the 250 enterprise customers. It's fair to say you guys are, you, you know, you're over 600 grand in MRR at this point. Uh, and, uh, MRR. Yeah, just about, yeah. That's cool. I mean, you probably think about it in terms of ARR. So you're over 7.5 million bucks in ARR at this point. Yep. That's great. Okay. A lot of growth. Um, tell me the weirdest, don't, don't tell me paid acquisition or inbound marketing. Tell me the weirdest thing you've done to acquire customers. Uh, probably the weirdest is, uh, one of the ABM strategies we tried was we were uh, sending pizzas to people. Really? And we'd be like, hey, have lunch on us. We'll send you a pizza. Uh, and, you know, and, and for that, maybe you'll, you'll, you'll take a demo with us over a call while, we're, while you guys are chomping down on pizza. Wait, wait. Okay, tell me actually how you did that, though. Do you got their email address and then emailed them an invite to get pizza in person? Or, or like, how did it actually work? So the idea was, yeah, we'd get their email. Uh, it was a marketing campaign, right? And we'd be like, have a lunch on us, right? And then you would be able to pick your pizza place, right? Uh, and then we would uh, deliver the pizza over there. And then during the while you guys are having pizza, we would do a demo of our product. Interesting. Now, did you try and get kind of economics of scale around this? In other words, would you have multiple potential leads at one pizza place, or you did it one by one by one? 
that, that was the big problem. That's why you said weirdness. Uh, so we had some customers test us, and they would pick pizza places that wouldn't even deliver. So uh. we literally would have, like, like uh, it's luckily we kept it to the Bay Area, but we literally had, like, an SDR who had to, like, drive up there and get the pizza, and we are like, this is crazy. My and gosh. We had a few customers, but that was kind of nuts. I'd put on 30 pounds if I was having pizza for dinner every day. I feel bad for that SDR. That's yeah. <laughs> funny. Oh, yeah. Okay, so lunch on us strategy there. Now, now, can you credit one of those lunches? Lunches, though back to an actual sale we did okay. but, uh, but it was not a scalable model <laughs> okay so talk to me now about scalable models so so to date you said you've raised about 18 million bucks i assume you have a good sense of cac uh, what is it and where are you spending that money uh, so for us, the primarily attack is definitely uh, we're primarily a direct sales team, telesales today, right? So it's definitely focused on sales. Uh, what I think we are doing really well is events. Okay. So we are very good at uh, going to trade shows, going to events, running a playbook where it's a combination of both uh, having a booth presence, but more importantly, doing things around those events. Like what? So, um, so like the lunch and learns uh, at events, but when people are already there, taking them out to lunch and showing them a demo, much more scalable, right? Interesting. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, certainly for things like Dreamforce, we have put on a conference within a conference. We've rented out an entire restaurant and we're doing that at Dreamforce again where we'll run a little series of conferences and events and speakers, right? Uh, we're at Dreamforce, but our bigger event uh, presence is outside of the event, not just spending the money on a booth. So if you added up kind of in the last 12 months, what have you spent just on your conferencing strategy? Conferencing strategy would probably have spent like $600,000. Okay, got it. Now, if you just look at paid spend last month, uh, this is traditional stuff, Facebook ads, you, you know, ads, things like that. What are you spending on average? Today, that's very minimal. It's probably like, uh, I would say adding a digital pay channel that scales for us is a key initiative for us going forward. Interesting. Today, it's probably events and an outbound. Those Interesting. Are- so, so, I mean, you have, Z- I mean, you're not doing Facebook ads or Google ads right now. You have zero. Uh, it's not, it's, it's cl- close to zero. Less than 10 grand. Yes. Okay, got it. So less than 10 grand per month. Have you tried and, and it hasn't worked yet? Or what, what stopped you from doing this earlier? I think we've done some very small tests, right? Uh, and it, it didn't show it, but I think with more money now, I mean, we raised $10 million in the Q4. Okay. Uh, 2016? Think, yeah, 20, yeah. Uh, yeah, 2016. So the goal is to put more dollars behind and prove the efficacy of that. Yep. Uh, what about logo churn annually? What's that at? Logo churn annually is probably kind of in the kind of 10, 15% a year range. Okay. Primarily on the mid market and SAB side. And what is a net revenue churn? Are you in, in the negatives yet? No, yeah, we're, we're, we're negative churn. Yeah. Got it. So if someone's uh, making, I'm going to make the number simple. Obviously, you're doing way more than this. But if someone starts paying you 100 bucks in their first year, what are you expanding that to in year two? Is it 120 bucks, 110 bucks, 150? Uh, we're not to that level scale. I'd probably say like 105, 110. Okay, so, so call it 5 to 10% year over year kind of ARPU expansion. Yeah. Okay, very cool. And what about, I mean, this is obviously a back of the napkin thing, but you have the benefit of being on the VC side and on the company side. Uh, back of the napkin, when you're forecasting LTV for a customer, right, or a specific cohort, what do you peg that at right now so you can back into a CAC number? Yeah, so I mean, I would t- t- I typically, I mean, if you look at our churn numbers and stuff like that, you, you're, 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 your number of years is quite high. So we try to cap it at like uh, five years. Got it. You, so th- that's what's interesting. Like, right, a lot of people put these numbers in an Excel file. Like if you put 10% annual logo churn in an Excel file, you're going to be looking at LTVs that are like really, really high, which doesn't do you much in terms of figuring out what you can spend to acquire them. So you just cap it at five. That's right. Interesting. So you take five years times $30,000 ACV. So you're calling, call it, you know, 150 grand in LTV. 
interesting um interesting okay cool um let's see here this is this has been fascinating what who else is kind of playing in your space would you say kind of lead scoring abm account-based management etc yeah so i mean i'd say uh i mean our number one competition really is people building yourselves right really yeah, they, 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 I mean, we're talking to sales ops organization, IT organizers. This is a problem, like uh, the routing problem is something that they all have to have a solution for, right? So they're like, hey, I can hack something together with some Apex code and make that make that happen. So that's our number one competition. But uh, to your point, there are other folks. I wouldn't say the predictive lease scoring aren't really, but there are ABM vendors, let's say like an Engageo or someone like that, who want to build like a, an end-to-end stack for account-based, right? And feel that this could be a component of round that. Um, so as much as we bump heads, we also have numerous customers that use both of us. So um, as a competition. That's interesting. Uh, last question here before we wrap up. Uh, gross margin. Are you in typical SaaS range called 85 to 90% or do you have any weird above the line costs? Uh, we're kind of in the 80% range. Uh, yep. I mean, a big one is because we're a native app on Salesforce. They, uh, they have, we have to pay their Oh, product. interesting. So a lot of your growth is driven through that app exchange. Not really the growth that's driven to us, but because we are native, we 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 benefit from from their platform. Oh, that's so interesting. It's not so much from a marketing perspective, but. I mean, uh, our app really benefits from being on Salesforce. So for example, um, I have no hosting bandwidth storage costs because I am an app that uh, natively Salesforce, the customers have already paid for that. Oh, interesting. Okay, so so your, your gross margins are maybe a little less than a typical SaaS business, but you see enough upside by being in that ecosystem, it makes it totally worth it. Exactly. What about like processing fees? Does Salesforce handle that too? Yeah, all the computing powers and everything. Oh, I, wow. I calls is like, I don't, I don't need backend servers. It's just for some basic admin, right? Uh, because the customers have already paid for that infrastructure. So, I mean, look, you're from VC world. Does that make an exit strategy tough? I mean, how does anyone else buy you except Salesforce? That's a great point. I mean, I think for uh, for the sh- for the short term, I think you play with the 900 pound gorilla because it gives you scale and focus, right? Uh, longer term, there's nothing about uh, the way we are our business methodology that doesn't allow us to expand to other CRM platforms. Okay, so that's certainly on the roadmap. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere, your website's growing so fast, how'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator, I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator, and the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use, because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin, and guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45 day money back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Very good. Let's wrap up here, Evan, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book? Oh, wow. Uh, probably Ben Horowitz's uh, latest book that came out. Uh, was it Hard Things About... Uh, I'm the Hard Things out. About the Hard Things. Yes. <laughs> Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? CEO that I am following or studying right now. Um, good question. Uh, I would say I, I'm more actually looking at a whole broad stuff as, as we kind of scale from the, uh, the kind of to the next scale of scale. I'm looking at talking to some folks like Rich Hagberg, who's helped a whole bunch of CEOs from a coach perspective. That's the one I'm actively Spell his at. last name? Uh, H-A-G-B-E-R-G. H-A-G. So 
B-E-R-G. He's been a, a CEO coach for a whole bunch of folks and has a whole bunch of great study and analytics on how do you scale yourself as, a, as an executive. So Number three, what's your favorite online tool, like Acuity Scheduling? Could be scheduling favorite online tool. Or just anything you use to run the business. Uh, Slack. Slack. All right, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I actually need sleep. I, I sleep eight hours a night. That's great. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Uh, married with two kids. Two kids. How young is the youngest? Nine. Oh, okay, so you're out of the, like, waking up in the middle of the night, do you like to feed stage? My, my kids are a joy. They're easy to take care of. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and, how, and Evan, how old are you? Uh, I'm about 38. Okay, last question. Take us back 18 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? What did I wish a 20-year self knew? Um, that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and not a VC first. <laughs> oh, really? You would have switched? Yeah. Why? Uh, I, because I, I was more of a fan, finance guy. And I, you know what? I've enjoyed this job and being an entrepreneur and every day uh, much more so. There you guys have it from Evan, founder of Lean Data after frustrations at caring.com, trying to figure out how to use Salesforce data in an efficient way. He would have been an entrepreneur uh, before going into the VC and fintech world or financial world. Uh, again, having a lot of success. They launched back in 2012, $18 million raised, team of 50 people serving 250 enterprise customers, paying an average ACV of about 30 grand. So about 7.5 million in ARR, less than 1%, sorry, less than 10, or around 10% logo churn annually, expanding uh, revenue in terms of, uh, again, ARPU expansion per customer, 5 to 10 uh, percent per, uh, per year, all based in Sunnyvale, California. Evan, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much, David. If you enjoyed today's episode with Evan, go back and listen to Sandy yesterday. His company is called Upgraded Inc. And I said, Sandy, do you think you'll do an ICO to fund your ticketing company? His answer might surprise you. 